0: All right, hello everyone. Welcome to actually a prototype of uh, this uh, webinar session. It's, it's the first time that we're doing that. Um, we are very curious uh, what kind of questions you have, and very curious about your feedback actually. So we really see that as a prototype. Please, um, after the webinar, uh, send us an email or use social media to give us uh, feedback um, if we should keep on doing that, if we should change it in any way, and, uh, and how to proceed with that. So the idea of that is um, we often get questions, um, or I get questions when I, when I meet folks at, uh, at conferences wherever, um, about service design in general, about our software, and so on. And I thought it might be a really good idea to um, just answer questions live, and then actually our... Head of Marketing, uh, Katarina said, uh, "Let's let's do a webinar." So here we are. It's a prototype. Let's see how it works. Um, technically, you have two different options to ask questions. Um, on the one hand, you can either raise your hand. Um, this, if you go with a mouse um, over the screen, you see that. Um, when you raise your hand, I can uh, make you uh, can give you audio, and you can actually verbally ask your question. If you like, you can also turn on video, but that's totally optional, you don't have to do that. Um, And the second way is to just use the chat and ask questions in the chat. Um, And we will then go through them uh, step by step. Um, Beside that, we um, got a few questions up front, Um, actually, Trevor already sent a whole list of questions uh, from all of his team, Trevor, I'm sorry, I don't think we're going to manage to go through all of them, but at least we can cover the most important. Um, we also think about giving um, a, s- a certain topic around each of these sessions, and for the first one, we picked um, the topic of employee experience, um, simply because employee experience is uh, is really discussed right now. It's a hot topic in service design, um, and it's a topic that is close to my heart because we are we are pushing that for quite a while. That we really need to focus. Um, much more on employee experience. On the one hand, you need happy employees to, to create a good customer experience. Um, but there's another reason for that. And that's actually um, already answering the first question that we got uh, up front, um, which is how should we start with service design in my organization? And, and the question particularly was about, can I start with employee experience actually, or do I need to start with customer experience? And I would actually uh, turn that around and say, yes, if you want to start, employee experience is actually a much better start than customer experience. Um, There are several reasons for that. The first one is if you think of research and, and if you think of an organization who starts doing service design, who tries the first tiny projects in that and do their first experiments in that, learn how to use this for your organization. Um, Often you have to struggle to be able to do research with real users, real customers. But it's so much easier to do this with, um, with employees because they're just in front of your office, in front of your door. You can go out and talk to them, do interviews, you can practice different research techniques, do observations, do work alongs, do mobile ethnography with them collect data easily, you can do, you can set up workshops with them. So it is a really gentle start. And if you manage to focus on one of those topics where all your colleagues always struggle with, they always have problems with it. So it can be something like, um, how do I book a meeting room? Which in in any organization, I never saw that really working well. Um, it's, It's too complex. In the end, someone else is in the room because a meeting earlier took too long or whatever. But if you manage to improve this process, people will see it. People will realize that. And you actually have a story to tell you. Build your own case around that. It can be topics like booking a room. It can be also like a process like, how do you file your travel expenses? It can be something off-work, like how's your canteen? How do you get food and drinks and coffee around uh, your workspace? All these little aspects are great first service design projects to start. All right, let me see. Do we have any any other questions? Just please post them in the chat or raise your hand if you like to have audio and ask you a question like that. Otherwise, I take the first question that uh, Trevor actually sent me. Um, and that's actually a question referring uh, to one of our software tools referring to Snaply And it's a question, they say, an ability to link journey maps in Smaply with each other. And, um, it is, it is actually possible because each journey map has a unique URL and through this URL, you can um, link a journey map within each other. So think about, I, I, if I explain journey maps, I always like to explain it uh, by comparing it to maps and geography. If you think of maps and geography, they have different zoom levels. Just think about Google Maps. You take a look and you have a look at the world and you can zoom in maybe to Europe and to Austria, to Innsbruck where we are based. And The more you zoom in, the more details you see, until on the city level you see street names appearing. So maps in in geography is the same as maps in, uh, in service design. If we talk about journey maps, you have different zoom levels. You have the whole life cycle of a customer, you don't see a lot of details, but you get a good overview. And then you can zoom into certain steps and you see more details, the more you zoom in. If you want to build a repository of journey maps um, in in a software, for example, you can use a URL and link these journey maps to each other. So by the links, you can then zoom in and out. And In service design, we constantly switch between different zoom levels. to, to on the hand hand design the details and then understand what's the impact on the wider experience of that. I think that already answered also the question Roy just asked. What are the different zoom levels of journey maps and how to illustrate these with your software? i just talked about that. That's great. Other questions? There's one. Do you rather suggest a short-term research or a long-term research to learn more about employee experience? So what I understand as uh, short-term research could be like a day or week project um, to to dig in and understand something. Uh, Long-term research for me would be like, do I spend months that. Um, to start with, definitely go for the short term. Um, you first need to get an overview. So think rather in terms of multiple shorter-term research projects and maybe you can also think about something as a diary study where folks can add uh, more data over a longer period of time. Um, but in design research in itself is iteratively, which means You start with a topic, start with a wide question in the beginning, like how do um, our our employees actually experience their work life here? Start very broad Um, and first get an overview of that. And once you get an overview of that, you will realize there are certain topics, there are certain problems they have, pain points they have, stuff they like. Um, Maybe also um, certain uh, problems in, in infrastructure, um, a client of ours had the problem and they realized that too, through the research um, that uh, new employees during the onboarding uh, got the equipment way too late. So you just had to order it at a different moment in time, you needed to set a different trigger point. Um, and all these stuff you learn very easily through short-term research but then you need further research on to dig deeper into specific aspects. So another question from Rita, how do you suggest to present the journeys developed on Smaply on an innovative way? And that's, there are a few news around that. Um, One thing is we are working already on uh, different visualizations, so different export options for your journey maps. This is still in in prototyping. If you're interested in that, if you're interested in seeing that, um, please just send us an email so we're happy to set up a a prototyping session with you uh, and get your feedback on that. Um, One way will be to visualize it with like a large emotional journey, so much more visual appealing way to do it. Um, Currently, I would recommend to use um, the height and show function of the lanes and depending on the audience of your journey map only show the data that is relevant to them. So one trick to make journey maps stick in your organization is uh, particularly if you think of using journey maps as a boundary object connecting the different departments of an organization is to include relevant information for each of these different departments. Again, you can compare um, a journey map to a map in geography if you look at a map for a farmer, it includes very different um, information than journey map for, let's say, a mining company. You need different information to do both. So to have a relevant journey map, you need to include relevant information for them. I would suggest to add information to it um, more than, or everything that you can find that might be relevant, but then only show an export and show it to those departments what is uh, relevant to them. By that you probably have a higher chance that actually sticks with them, and they see value in that. Cool. Um, Another question from Roy. How can I motivate employees to participate uh, in employee experience and get buy-in for such activities? Um, so they, they, I think it all depends on can you show that um, it actually you can provide value to them? What's in for me? And that goes way beyond just employee experience, but in general, like how, can you, um, how can you motivate a certain department to participate in your project? How can you motivate that person to participate in it? Think about um, what's in for them and tackle that as a service design project itself. Um, So why should they participate? Can you help them to maybe reach a certain milestone, reach better KPIs, whatever they're measured against, and so on? And maybe by by turning that around and saying, OK, what's in for you? I can help you to achieve something that you need to achieve anyway. You get them motivated to do that. Um, For employees to take part in research, um, it is important that they understand that you do that to improve their experience, um, and that actually something comes out of the project. So often we have surveys where you never hear back again from what what happened, you never see something implemented, And, and frankly, folks are sick of that. I hate to participate in something if nothing comes out of it. Um, So you need to gain trust in that. You need to show that you actually mean to change something. And service design is great because you can include them in the process. You can co-create solutions with that. Um, If you think about research, think about also a mix of methods in that. So use maybe something like observations and interviews, but also use something like mobile ethnography where they can document stuff on the go. Uh, without um, being observed or without an interviewer present. And also use something like co-creative workshops to create a journey map together and and share the different stories, share the different experiences in that. Right, another question from Alan. Oh, that's a long one. Considering servitude and perspective, in the organization I worked at, we are executing several initiatives for providing a better employee experience and also for driving digital transformation. Internally, at first, be digital. Currently, they are different initiatives. Do you think it would be a better approach to integrate them in a single initiative driven by service design?" Yes, absolutely. And, and actually, digital transformation is a great gateway to bring service design into an organization. Um, I, I often like to quote Thorsten Dix, that CEO, former CEO of uh, Telefonica in Germany, um, who once said, If you digitize a shitty process, you have a shitty digital process. And that's the whole idea about digital transformation. You don't want to just digitize the paper form that you used to use into a digital format, but still use the same form in the end, still force people to fill in the same stuff and again and again, whereas technology gives you way different options. And service design is great to understand what's possible with the technology, but then also to combine it with user needs, what do people actually like and how can we use this technology to enhance or improve in a certain experience? So yes, maybe as a starting point, um, use any kind of project in, in digital transformation that is running, um, don't call it service design, but just use a few tools and methods that might help you and might help the project to uh, progress in an easier way. And maybe by that, by showing results, you can then show afterwards, how did we actually do that? So instead of pushing service design, let the results of service design talk for themselves. And then once people got interested in how you actually did it, because the new process is so much easier, you can show them, yeah, that's what we did. we actually talk with users, we prototyped prototype with users, and that's a result of it. All right, another question um, from Mick. I only see the first uh, three letters. How do you deal with the fact that team participants are users too of a possible solution? It's a conflict of interest. Um, That's true, it is a conflict of interest. On the other hand, it also has an advantage that uh, you are also users of that. So it's much easier to to do research because you are involved in that. Um, an example for that was um, maybe a, a company I was working with of public transport. Um, all their employees were using public transport on a daily basis. So yes, of course you would like to improve it in a, in a way that is suitable for you and maybe by that one of the dangers is that you neglect uh, other use cases or that you push for solutions that are more usable for yourself, but um, I think that's that 's a very common topic in in service design because we often have a conflict of interest between different stakeholders we between different departments like which KPI should we focus what what should we measure here, and what is how do we actually um, measure the success of a certain project. Um, One way to tackle that is by using personas and following um, the, the guideline of design for the average test with extremes. So make this bias very clear, create a persona for yourself and your own use case to make this conflict of interest very visible. What we mean with design for the average, but test with extremes is if you, if you think of one target group, you have a certain core persona for the target group. But then also you have loads of other use cases around it that you can also represent with edge case personas or extreme personas. Um, if you develop a concept, and you might have a tendency to in the beginning through your own bias to push it in a certain direction, but if you test it against all the other edge cases, you might be able to um, create something that is a fit for all the different aspects within this group. All right, next question from Sandra. How do you build trust among stakeholders when working on a service design project focused on employee experience? Um, it's, it, it's difficult because stakeholders is such a wide Term there, so I I think you refer to internal stakeholders, means stakeholders within your organization, different departments, management, um, and how do you actually create trust among them so they work with you, they join you. Um, Trust is something you, you, which is hard to talk people into it. Um, Actions speak louder than words, so you need to show it. And what I always recommend is start small, start with small cases. Um, maybe in the beginning, don't call it a service design case because very often just the word design is suspicious um, for people outside of the design uh, discipline. Um, just call it, I don't know, employee improvement of the process, whatever. Give, give it a very boring name. Um, And then just use service design or use parts of it. Um, Build your own case. Measure the impact. So measure whatever you want to impact, measure it before and measure it after it. And build your own use case that you can then communicate to actually show what you mean, to show what you're doing. What doesn't work, in my experience, is showing use cases from other companies. If you you show the great cases of of all the big companies out there who are practicing service design, folks will always say, yeah, that works with them, but we're different. It doesn't work with us. And and they're right. Every organization is different. It's just that that works somewhere isn't a proof that it works for you. So why should they trust you? Start building your own use cases by not talking about service design, but practicing service design once you have a few smaller cases and if you start with that in the beginning a few of these cases will fail just be aware of that you need some time to learn how to adapt service design to your own organization how to change the language how to maybe tweak the tools and methods to make it work for yourself um, but once you manage that you and you're able to maybe even solve some of the tiny things i was talking about earlier then people will start trusting you because they see the impact of that. People don't trust a journey map that you show them, but people trust once they actually feel that you had an impact. And that is what you should working for. So work towards outcome, don't work towards an output. If you just talk about, we made this nice journey map, people won't trust you. Um, so don't think about one project and the big project in the beginning. Think about a sequence of projects Start small, but then scale it up. I hope that was an answer. Um, next question. Oh, cool! It was. <laughs> You're welcome. Next question from Cats. What are ways to flag key moments on journey maps? Um, so I think that that refers again to uh, to Smaply, to one of our software. Um, there are different ways to do that. On the one hand, you can visually, um, by using different colors, for example, uh, flag key moments. So you can use a color code for that, like, like red for really critical things, yellow for things on the roadmap you might get into at some point. Um, that's a very simple way to do that. Um, a more sophisticated one is if you add another lane, a text lane underneath, where you can actually describe what's happening where you can also add um, uh, some numbers to it. Like maybe you have already a number code for that, um, like one to 10 or something like that. Like how important is that? Um, You can also use a visual way to that. So often the dramatic arc, which normally is used to visualize the change of engagement over time, can be also used to visualize the importance of something. tweak the tools however it's useful for you. And if you have, for example, um, a graph underneath with a few peaks in it, and the graph visualizes the importance, and right below or on top, you have um, a graph visualizing the emotional journey where it shows if something is positive or negative. You can put them together and you see that you might have a few negative issues, but only one of them is also an important moment. That's the moment where you need to start. So use that as a second dimension for it. So three ways, the first one, color coding, very simple. The second one, use a graph, um, like a dramatic arc, just called differently, maybe importance or key moments. And the third one is through uh, a text lane, where you can actually describe why this is important and add more details to it. All right, other question. Is there anyone who would like uh, to raise a hand and actually talk? I realized that just talking for myself is kind of strange. That's something we need to change for next time. So I need to have a moderator next to me I can have a conversation with. Um, if not, I will take one of our backup questions. Um, and I got, I got one, another question from uh, Trevor here. Um, and that was referring again to our software. Um, there is no option right now to lift and shift sections. So you need to delete or redo. Uh, if a stage has to move, and of course, that is very annoying. I'm totally aware of that. Um, on the one hand, yes, it's, uh, we are aware of that. And, and definitely we are gonna uh, work on that uh, in the future. However, it also, can be changed depending on how you structure your journey maps. So think about instead of having that one long journey map, building a hierarchy of journey maps where you link these journey maps on different levels into each other, and by that you drill down into a more detailed map. So it's not visually connected immediately, but rather think of, of like a pyramid where you can drill down into the details. Then another question from Roy. When should I do a journey map, when a blueprint and when a process map? Oh yeah, um, that's good. So let's, let's start with a process map. A process map, um, the, the key feature of a process map is that you have actually different branches in it. You have either or you have a decision tree. So you can use a process map to visualize all the possible paths a customer has um, through your experience. What is really hard with a process map, however, is to have empathy because you can't add visual to it. Our life as a human being, by definition, is linear. So as soon as there are branches in it, you can't really empathize with one of them or with all of them. And that is the key feature of a journey map. So journey map has one linear story of one person at a time. You might add more personas to a journey map and compare different journeys in one map, but it's always one linear story of one person. And that is actually a key feature of a journey map because that allows you to add more data to it, more details to it, so you can add. Um, it can add visuals to it, uh, graphs to it, text lanes to it, gra- any kind of data which helps you to empathize with them. So if you have journey maps on the one hand and a process map on the other hand, um, maybe like a flowchart, uh, a service blueprint is right in the middle. A service blueprint connects a linear journey map where you have one story of one user throughout your service describing one experience but then added what is happening backstage. What are the internal processes uh, that you as an organization need to do to actually be able to create this certain experience? There are different ways to visualize uh, service blueprints. If you go back to the very original ones, like from Lynn the beginning of the 90s, uh, 80s, um, or the paper by Ostrom in the 90s, um, it actually has a very rigid structure. However, how it is often used now is more a combination of a journey map with a flowchart, where it shows the actual experience of one person, but then drills down into all the internal processes in, um, in more detail. Um, although that is corporate uh, company internal perspective. When you do that, um, always t- consider one thing. Um, the more you focus on the internal processes, the more you will also forget what is actually the customer experience. And one aspect, one moment that is all very often missing in the customer experience is um, waiting time. So very often if you focus on the internal process, you simply forget that people have to wait while you are doing something. So once you went through that, think about how long do these processes, internal processes take and then think about what is the user doing in that time, actually. Second thing to think of is when do these processes take place? Because in a, in a flowchart, there's often not a dimension of time. Like, when do we send out a message to our customers? Which results sometimes in, in the problem that companies send out text messages to their customers at 3 o'clock in the morning because they just planned it with a flowchart and not thought about the experience. All right, a lot of other questions Now I need to select one. Mm-mm-mm. I start with the first one done uh, by nicole once i 've done a journey map and we have some ideas for things, we want to change what are your top tips for getting started with prototyping, especially for non digital experienced uh, experiences um, so when you when you do a research-based journey map and you you understand what are what are the issues we have and based on that you come up already with ideas Or why you were doing the research you were already collecting ideas Um, i recommend to use um, a very simple tool called the idea portfolio and if you go to the website of our book that is this is services i'm doing.com if you click on method you find uh, more than 53 method descriptions how to do it step by step Um, you will find the idea portfolio among them. The idea portfolio is very simple. Based on all the ideas that you have, you map them on the one dimension. Um, How big is the potential impact on customer experience? Of course, in the beginning, that's just really a gut feeling. But then the other dimension is how feasible is it? So how how long does it take to develop this? How much do you need to invest into that? How much money does it cost and, and how much time? And how many people do you do? If you map those uh, against each other, you will see that a few of your ideas are quick wins. They're easy to do, but they actually have a big impact. A few of them are long-term goals, so they are hard to do, but they have a big impact as well. And a few of them are, well, hard or easy to do, but don't have that much impact. Don't neglect them, but rather look for infrastructure projects in there or maybe dependencies between the different ideas. Because sometimes if you take one of those ideas, it shifts many other ideas on the feasibility scale. So I recommend to use an idea portfolio and then pick a few of them, not just one, but a few of them and move them into prototyping. All right, Um, we're actually already half an hour in. Um, I would say we take one or two more questions and um, then either we spare the question, which you still have for the next time, or we will answer them by email afterwards. You know, I'm German, I love to stick to time, that's why. Um, Let's take that question. Hey Mark, an additional question. I'm originally a computer science guy. Recently I enrolled in a design doctorate program. What synergies do you identify considering service design and agile? Oh, that's a great question. Um, it, it actually has, a, has even a philosophical um, component in there. Um, there are, my colleague Adam likes to refer to two different kinds of people. They are lumpers and they are splitters. Lumpers are folks who look for similarities within different concepts and splitters look for differences. And very often when I hear about service design agile, people only talk about the differences. But for me, they, they really fit perfectly together. And if you look at the similarities, if service design is, is a great um, gateway into agile because one problem about agile is the role of the product owner somehow the product owner magically knows everything what customers want. Um, and, and that doesn't happen like that. On the other hand, service design is great in finding out what people want through research, through prototyping, through co-creation. And for me, that is how service design and agile can fit together. And you can practice service design um, in a similar time frame as you do in agile sprints. So while you are developing um, the, the next, feature, the next part of a feature, and you run simultaneously service design sprints where you do research uh, on the one hand, define requirements for the next sprint. So you kind of constantly feeding the backlog, feeding into um, the agile and make sure that they have enough to develop. For me, it fits perfectly together. All right. Um, mm-hmm. Let's take one last question. Can a number of journey maps automatically be merged into a holistic master journey? Not yet. Um, however, this is on our roadmap. Um, this is something we, we will start working on this year. It won't be launched this year. Um, but we actually want to create something that, and I talked about that in an earlier, um, earlier interview that you can visually just like you scroll through Google Maps that you can visually scroll the through the different hierarchy levels of your journey maps. Um, we still don't know how um, and that is rather our task right now to find that out. If you're interested in that topic, please send us an email and we're happy to include you into our prototyping sessions and, um, and get your feedback on that. Um, ah, Come on, let's, let's take the very last question. There's just one more. Um, big view question. Talk about the public sector applications of service design, specifically in the public sector, focusing on complex issues facing governments and society. I think I'm 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 not the right person to talk about that because there are much much better people to talk about that. Um, I've been working with governments. I've been working in public services. But if we look at what, for example, the, um, the Gov.UK did in the last years, they are way ahead of me now. Um, so I would suggest to um, to Google um, for talks by Gov.UK. Um, the, the former leader, Lou Down, did some really, really good talks at conferences and some of them are online. And I recommend to watch these absolutely fantastic work what these these colleagues are doing there. Cool. On that note, I would uh, close it for today. I take one feedback with me uh, from myself. Next time do it with the moderator so we can have a discussion instead of me talking alone um, into the camera all the time. But I would love to learn your feedback. Do you think this is useful? Should we keep on? Doing that maybe once a month, once a quarter, something like that. Um, And maybe you have suggestions of how to improve it. Please send us an email or let us know through social media. I'm really curious. Thank you for taking the time today and uh, hope to see you around. Have a good day. Bye bye.